What's the crack? Welcome to the Irish Boys Podcast. We're back tonight to review the Manchester University Chelsea game. Woohoo! How are you? I'm fine. Great. Yeah, you Hello looking forward everyone. to this? Mm, yes and yes no. And no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all the news that came out today. Ayrton Hag had a really in-depth interview with MUTV. In the interview, he said that he sees snippets of progress in the performances we put in, and he also sees improvements at Carrington. Repeated the same logic, it's a process, we're in the process, it's going to take time to get it right. Now that you see the team sheet tonight, does it look like he's going to get it right? Well, I think we have to look at the performance. I missed majority. I've only seen highlights of the game against Newcastle, and from what I've seen, the biggest disappointments in that game seen were Marcus Rashford, Martial, the whole thing between them two. 90% of the 99% maybe more of the fan base were calling for them two to be dropped yeah. and I think we've got some of what we wanted we want we got the front front three we want we wanted the only thing as you like to call Mr. Pragmatic Mr. Safe has gone with Scott McTominay once again and I'm starting to get a bit annoyed at myself with Scotty's it Scotty's a safe bet though yeah that, that's the only reason I can see for his selection plus the fact that we have key midfielders out it's tactical. It's tactical. He sees Kobe Mainu and Sophie Amrabat as the same player. They're a deep holding pivot. And he sees Scott McTominay as the progressive midfielder who plays the second 10. And he believes that Bruno can deep, drop deep in the midfield. And that if Bruno drops deeper in the midfield and Scott holds his position, the midfield won't be as open. I would agree. Well, I think that it would work if Bruno Fernandes could be more disciplined in that role. The way you have, to say, you have said about dropping deep. He doesn't drop deep. As much for my liking. Because he's a 10. But if that's the way that Eric Ten Hag wants to play and play as two 10s, Bruno Fernandes dropped... I forget the game it was, but when Bruno Fernandes was dropping deep, picking up the ball, he was a much better player. It was much better play team-wise. Dictating play. Exactly. When he actually stuck to his positions. Dictating from the midfield. Uh, And we didn't find him at left-back. When he drops into those deep positions, I can see what you're saying, right? When he drops into those deep positions, the player filling up that space is Scott McTominay. Do you think Bruno Fernandes is going to be confident tonight to play the ball to Scott McTominay and hope that Scott McTominay can hold it up so the players can arrive up the pitch? But there's another point. Scott McTominay is not as disciplined as well. There, you have two players... Why then? Because it's, it's safe. Kobe Mane on the bench. Kobe Mane on the bench tonight. Why yes. pick Scott? It's safe. He is picking Scott McTominay and Bruno Fernandes because they're two players he's familiar with. Kobe Mane is breaking into the scene now. Breaking onto the scene. So he, and you have to manage young players very carefully. You can't be throwing them in for 90 minutes every game. This is a huge game tonight. They're all huge games, but this is a huge game tonight. Yeah. This man, he played 90 minutes at the Park of Prince, and he played 90 minutes when he played against us, St. James Park. He's 17. He's a year younger than Kobe Mayne. But we're saying that Kobe Mayne can't play twice in a week for 90 minutes, yet Lewis Miley can for Newcastle. His decision-making... I know you're trying to defend him, it's baffling. So it's a mistake in my eyes. Hopefully I'm proven wrong. So why not play two holding midfielders and Kobe Mayner and Sophie Amberlock? Because he's a stubborn Dutch yes. so-and-so. <laughs> it's, oh my God. It's, yeah. I'm just, I find it hard to be, I'm yeah, Mr. Positive. It fries your head at times. It fries your head. words that he said, what I'm trying to say is it's his interview today. Now that's the biggest thing I took away from the interview. You know, we are progressing. I am seeing things at Carrington. I am seeing things on the pitch. I'm not seeing it, dude. I well, I disagree slightly, and I'm gonna go back to the what you said, Jacqueline, with the green shoots of progress in the last couple of games. Yeah. You know, and I did, and I know I'm always trying to be give stick up from my team, my team, and be positive. Yes, I'll, I'll call out the negatives when I see them, 
and I'll agree with yourself at times, Rory, but just looking at the Galatasaray game and the Everton game, apart from the brief, brief spells that they had, I thought I could see intricate bits of play, yeah. the way he wants United to play for 90 minutes, and the players are not doing it. But it's the inconsistency yes, that's the, the key. I think, I think that's the key word. It's totally um, inconsistent, but there is... There's something... We may be reaching, but there is a positivity there. There is progress. And do you, do you think I'm um, maybe I'm shooting um, aiming high here? But do you think that he, when he reverted back to not what the way he wanted to play last season, the fact that he said, right, I've got two fi- finals on my belt, I've got a cup, finished in the top three. Now I'm I've got bought myself a bit of grace. I'm got a bit of credit in the bank. Huh. Club owned by bankers, <laughs> <laughs> not intended there, folks, but. They think he's bought himself a bit of time to stick with the way, implement his style of play and stick with it. I agree with you, but I don't like his style of play and I think it's wrong. And that's my biggest issue. I think his tactical setup is poor. I think it doesn't suit the Premier League and I think he gets found out every time he plays a big team. So you, what you're saying is, no matter the personnel, that is the way yeah. he's going to play. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen, right? Victor Lindelof will be taken out of left centre-back and Sandra Martinez will be put in there. Now, I don't think that Aaron Wan-Bissak is on the bench tonight because of any sort of niggle game. I think he's on the bench tonight because it's tactical. Dallow is a much more attacking option to play tonight. He's at Old Trafford, he's against Chelsea. Dallow is a lot more attacking than yeah. Aaron wan so he chose Dallow. Could be. That's an attacking pick. He's picking the more attacking right-back to play tonight. So I would tell you... And shift and choice. Yeah. So I, the only person I see missing in his registered backline at the minute is Lissandra Martinez because I don't think he likes Raphael Varane and you and I have had this conversation before. He trusted Raphael Varane last season and whatever has gone wrong there, whatever is coming into this season, whatever way Varane is playing, he doesn't like it. He trusted Varane when we were playing counter-attack in football. Now he's playing his style of play and Harry Maguire has asserted himself by listening to instruction and working hard into his first team. So I see Martinez coming back into the centre-back parents with Maguire. I don't think Maguire gets dropped when Martinez comes back because Maguire is doing what he's told. So we can only say that the player missing tonight that probably make a difference in Ten Hag's mind is Mason Mount. But he will still play Mount the same way that he's playing McTominay. It'll still be the second marauding 10. And I don't like it. I don't think it works. I think it isolates the whole of the midfielder. And for him to turn around and say that he's seen progress and he's seen, you know, good passages of play when the performances led us to go out effectively of the Champions League or put the Champions League in other people's hands and to lose against Newcastle in the manner that they lost, it doesn't fill me full of confidence. To go back to his interview, it doesn't fill me full of confidence. But I don't want to dwell on his interview. The big one that came out of it, I thought the bombshell was no signings in January. I, quite, I kind of thought that. Yeah. I'd, he said that players that. could leave. Yeah, we yeah. yeah. get to sell the buy scenario. I think we all, I think we all covered that. Yeah. And, and yourselves covered it uh, during the week there. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be Sancho and the Donny van de Beek and the exit door, whether we get money for them or not. But like, like the big wages yeah, is a lot right. of thing. Um, but say if they could some of the week rid of some of the wages, some money in the bank, will we get? They give us the fifteen million. I, that'll go. I think attacker. It'll go towards the summer budget. It'll yeah, not go possibly. Yeah. Not but, anybody coming. And I know they're talking about that. That striker yeah. from Stuttgart at fifteen million. There won't even be fifteen million. No, 
No, they're not going to allocate him any money. Sell, doesn't he? If he wants to buy yeah. that set, I think he says. I mean, he just believed me. Said it. He says, "Look, if the club can find a way to improve, improve yeah, then they'll go for it." But well, I took that as him saying, "Look, I don't have a budget." I still stand by my prediction that Jim Ratcliffe won't take over until January. I think they're mm-hmm. trying to push that investment into quarter four of financial figures because it means the Glazers lift a higher dividend. And if that happens, I don't think we can count it towards this year's figures, which means no matter how much money he pumps in, we can't use it for transfers. And I think Eric Ten Hag just nailed that on in his press conference today. So I thought we would get a gym bounce if they took over in December. But our greedy bastard owners are holding out till January. Cause of course they are. Rats. But really are. Anyway. But yeah, the team should, look, I have an equation written down here. It's Manu versus Amabat equals Scott versus Mount. And I think that's the way he rigidly sees it at the minute. Scott will always play at the minute because he doesn't have Mason Mount there. I actually naively thought he might play Mebry tonight with one of the holding mids. Yeah. I, I'm going to ask two attacking for him. Isn't your team selection? attacking. <laughs> <laughs> but he leaves Scott off the pitch. I mean, we look at Scott, right? And we don't see an attacking outlet. Well, we don't want to see an attacking outlet. You look back at Newcastle. You look at the heat map. The map that you put up on Instagram. Scott McTominay played as an advanced 10 and left Kobe Mainu in midfield on his own. Now, Scott didn't choose to do that one. That was oh, the that tactics of our instructions. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. So if he does that... Because somebody, if, if, if I was a manager and somebody was that ill-disciplined on the pitch, he'd be hooked at half-time and he wasn't. If he does that tonight, I'm worried. I really... Like, Chelsea's midfield. Chelsea have been Chelsea this year. Chelsea midfield is pretty exceptional when you think about the quality in there. It's yet to click for Casey. On, 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 pa- on paper, on they, paper have a brilliant, right, yeah. they have a brilliant midfield. And who's playing the 10th tonight? Is it Cole Palmer? Palmer's up on one of them. Hard work yeah. we that. Um, Sterling is playing. And Midrick. Midrick up against Allen. And Jackson. I mean, Rile him up. Yeah. I would rile him up. No end. He's, I think he's fragile. Looking. Yeah, he definitely is. He's... Jackson. Oh, mm. yeah. But who's going to write him off? Super sweet Victor Lindelof. No, no. Bruno Fernandes. Get Bruno Fernandes. On Jackson. And write him up, yeah. Jackson's a centre forward. I know, but it doesn't matter. Just skip Bruno. Sure, Bruno, Bruno ends up back there yeah, anyway. Bruno's all over yeah, the place. Hope you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's uh, as positive as Rory gets. Gets, yeah. Boss. Galatasaray, Newcastle. It was the same crap in every single performance. We, get, we can score goals. We have brilliant technicians in our team that can carve opportunities and can score goals. We can survive on pure talent in games. But in all of those games, we were against backs against the wall for periods of it because our midfield just walked through ours. Well, we need Rasmus to get his opening Premier League goal tonight then, don't we? Very early on. Big, good night for him to do it. Yeah. And I, yeah. Think, and I think Amrabat showed in the last game, I think we were probably the best he's played in the, in the last time he got a start. Yeah. If we get a big performance from Amrabat, and we see we see the the player in the World Cup and Florentina, I think we might you know be who okay. I think we need a big performance from tonight, mm. Anthony. Yeah. Do you know? I don't even like talking about the attacking players at the minute because they're being let down by the players around them. So I think Amrabat has struggled here, because we talked about this the other night. Every player that's played the pivot in Manchester United this year has struggled because they're isolated. Because the tactics are dire. It's a tactical nightmare. It's a man not understanding this is the Premier League. You won't just get pressed by the big teams. This is not the year of these kids. He gets pressed by Luton, Brentford, Sheffield United. Enzo Fernandes and Moise Casido will not respect Manchester United's midfield tonight. They will press or the occasion of Old Trafford. 
No. They will press, harass and bully that midfield. 100%. And those boys need to stick together as a tight unit. Paul Scholes nailed it the other day. Be close to each other. Be an outlet for each other. Give each other Play the confidence. Team. Yes, Amrabat's under pressure. I'm Help. here. Mm. Bruno I, says, I'm I here. Agree. I'll take the ball. Amrabat moves for him. Scott moves for him. I agree. But I'm not expecting it. I'm expecting no. Amrabat to come deep and take the ball off our centre-backs and turn around and Scott to have already gone. And Bruno to have already gone. Taking up attacking positions, our wingers to drop deep and our striker to stay up there. And the only reason I'm saying that is I'm not being doom and gloom. That's the tactics I've seen all year. That is the that is the Erickson master plan. And I think tonight against Chelsea, he had to adapt and be flexible. Yeah. And I look at the midfield and I think, oh, you didn't, did you? You know. persistent with it. You've either I... blame Kobe Mainu on not being able to play the football you wanted against Newcastle. Or you think that Newcastle is just a one-off and it won't happen in against Chelsea? You I can see Mino coming on, though. Yeah. Later on in the game. Um, but he'll come on for Well, hopefully he'll not. Hopefully, if he sees that this isn't working, that he's not that as pragmatic, pragmatic as you think he is, and changes the game. Is Varane injured? Is he injured? I heard it. I will, is I, he on the bench? Uh, yes, I, I seen that on Twitter see, again today. We're coming up to kick-off time, so... Score prediction. I'm going to go 1-0 United. 3-1 United. 2 each. That's me as positive as I can be. Who's the hero tonight? Super positive. Rasmus Hyland. Yeah, I'll go with Kieran. For, first goal. I'm going to go Anthony. Came out, made a statement to the United stand. Fair play to him. Stuck off for the club. Stuck, stuck up for his manager. Yeah. Started throwing punches. Now back it up, kid. Back it up in the pitch. Who's your zero? Dallow. Aaron Guar. Amrabat, because he'll be left on his own. But we'll be back at half time to pick it up, guys. Hey, Hopefully it's a bit of positivity. Positive Enjoy vibes. Bye, everyone. Bye. Half time. We wanted fight, fight, and a bit of effort from Manchester United. We got it in spades, I have to say. We wanted tactical organisation and calmness, and the wait continues. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did so many right things in that first half. I was really Attacking-wise. Yeah, first 20 minutes they were at it. They're much higher up. They're putting Chelsea under pressure and we're seeing the frailties of a Chelsea team that look as shaky as we do. But they're walking through our midfield again. That goal from Cole Palmer is just... No surprise. So easy. No surprise. And I think it was an exceptional goal. I think, yes, they passed it through the midfield. I think yeah. the defenders were thinking, oh, we'll have him, we'll have him. He's going away from the goal and just a brilliant, he got an inch of space and he fair played at Cole Palmer. Yeah, I think it was a good finish. I think... Yeah, it was a brilliant finish. It really was. Manchester United, that was the performance, almost the performance that I think we were all waiting on. Up until the game stretched a wee bit and you can see the frailties again in the midfield. You know, Chelsea are passing through us now. But the effort tonight. Anthony was... Brilliant. Brilliant, yeah. Hoyland is really putting in the shift. It's just not... We're not being creative enough to afford him chances. You can see him saying to Anthony and Granato, will you please put it to my feet? Stop kicking the ball into the air yeah. of the box. Thiago still was a monster. Oh, yeah. That's still 38 years of age. Yeah. yeah. He's a credit. You're playing into his hands. You don't put the ball into the box in the air. You try and work mm. it into Hoyland's feet. No. Uh, Bernard's played well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate to say it. I'm going to say it. Go on, Dallow. Dallow played well. Murdoch should have scored. If, if there was a better winger had to get in yeah. in that position behind Dallow, they would have scored. He's, He's like a headless chicken sometimes. He runs to the ball without remembering, you're the right back, mate. Don't run to the ball if the left winger is going to come in behind you. Because mm-hmm. all it takes is one good pass and you're out. Yeah, I think that's a bit of that defensive tact awareness, you know, that frustrates me about Diogo yeah. Dallow. 
like countless times last season, season any season, like caught and players coming in the back post and scoring against us when he's meant to be, you know, jacking behind you, mate. I think he's still a much you know? better offensive player than oh, his yeah. defense. Oh yeah, hundred and ten. Yeah. I think Amrabat's been good. Shoot me, but I think he's been good. No, I think agree. No, I agree. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. made an awful gaffe in the first half, and it was one pass. Yeah, it would look like a man who who doesn't start, who hasn't yeah. had a run of games in the pitch, and I think. The pass, if you look back on it, is um, is everything we don't like about this current team. He looked forward. He seen McTominay and Bruno were being marked. They were too high up the pitch. He had no one else around him. He had to find his centre back, and he almost fucked it up. But after that, it's like that calmed him a bit. Is t- I seen Lindelof go over to him. I seen Onana go over to him. Yeah. And it's almost like a long mistake. And he was like, "Right, I'm not going to do that anymore. No more square passes. If I have to play forward and it fails further up the pitch, at least I'm not letting him in." Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Onana had a good game as well. He did. I, do you know what? Some people will turn around and point out that his reflexes should have been better to save that goal. It was like slow motion. Watch it back. It's like, do you remember I said to you about Ollie Watkins finish? Like it was the yeah, goal. it was When a you put the ball finish. at that angle, no matter what pace it's going at, directly into the corner just below the post, nobody gets it. was it. like a pull shot. It was like a pull shot. And Onana was hampered by his two defenders. You couldn't and see it. Creeps it. In. Yeah. It just one of those ones just crept in there and like I said, crept the Cole Palmer. More of the same as second you know, half. Yeah, I hope they don't. If they keep, oh, not from Cole Palmer. No, no, not him. <laughs> he, so many chances I have. No, there was too many chances that weren't put away. That should have been put away. Like it sort of was a bit ominous when Fernandez missed the penalty. You're going. Oh, oh no, here we go no. again. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be our so night. What a nonchalant penalty! I mean, when you have just come off the back of the Newcastle game, bust the fucking net. Smash it! Not what, do you, what do you call their goalkeeper, Sanchez? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he stood up until the last minute. And that's what you have to do against Bruno Fernandes. Because yeah. Bruno Fernandes will watch which way you go and he'll put it in the other corner. That's what he does. Yeah. He doesn't rifle it in. But um, he he was he just stood to the last minute and said, right, have that. Yeah, yeah fair play him. But I don't, I, still, I don't think it was the greatest, the best it place penalty. Agree, yeah. And see that, we see that we hop and jump, don't like it. I think it was a game the credit for Manchester United again to boss Chelsea because Chelsea were losing the ball so many times high up that pitch. But again, we can't. I don't know what it is about this team, but our in-game management and control over games just isn't there. And Chelsea are not playing well tonight. Well, I agree with you, Rory, on this. We let teams too easily get to get back into the game. Yeah. When we have bossed the game in the first, what, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And, but it's still there to be won. And I like the attack-minded football that's on display tonight. I think it's a lot better than what I've seen and before. And quicker. Yeah, it is much quicker. And they're so, so much further up the pitch yeah. than you've seen this United team in about 10 games. 100%. But Amrabat is camping as a holding midfielder inside Chelsea final third, during them to try and play through him. Do you not think they're more dogged tonight? You look at Anthony, you look at Garnacho, you look at their defensive yeah, I agree. Attributes tonight. They're sticking they're in. They're much more they're dogged. There's a fighting spirit about them. They're fighting for tackles. Yes, I think they're get, they're getting in the fight with and Chelsea. And there's more of a cohesion. There's more of a a team shape about them tonight. I think there isn't defence, but I think they're defending as a unit tonight because the wingers are allowing them to defend as a unit. The wingers are coming back. They're keeping it tight. Uh, Jose Mourinho was brilliant talking about this. If you're going to defend in any sort of block, the key to it is to be compact. And Manchester United look a lot more compact in the stages of the game where we're not conceding possession to Chelsea. But when we give the ball away to Chelsea, we look a wee bit all over the pitch. And that's where their goal came from. Yeah. This place pass, the ball's fizzed into Mudrick. I think Enzo plays it straight through to Mudrick. 
McTominay is so far away from Amrabat that the two boys are never going to recover. The ball comes into Cole Palmer and it ends up in the back of the net. And there was warning signs of that happening with Chelsea's two other big chances. Yeah, that. I was just going to point. I was going to same gonna, passage. Of play. Yeah, yeah, when I, was, I, I was changed gonna, that at halftime, yeah. I would take McTominay off and put Kobe Mano on. Yeah, Rory, you said it before. That's my you, change. Yeah, you said it right before the game, and I seen it three, four, five times. McTominay jogging lethargically back. Going, flying, trying to fly up the pitch all the time, leaving Amrabat on his own in midfield and Chelsea passing yeah. through. That's the tactics. That's what he wants. He I wants Scott McTominay to play as I a floating. Mum, if it hadn't, if it was one off game and it wasn't happening repeatedly, game in, game in, game in, game out, then I would concede your point. It mustn't be tactics. I don't bad, but, but it's happening. He still plays. But why can Bruno? Turn around and say that it's not the tactics is madness. Why can Bruno bust his hole to get back from? Centre attackman field and defend yeah. the box when Tommy's going in slow motion. And defend in our box. If You're Erickson Hag has a problem with Scott McTominay, why is he still on the pitch? If, if Erickson Hag is not tactically mark. telling Scott McTominay, you stay up there, lad, Bruno will be the one that runs back for you. You stay up and you play as the false 10, as I'm going to call it, the 10 that arrives late in the box. And look, Scott scored. Arriving late in the box, getting there, into positions. There's your answer. Coaching. There's your answer. Exactly. But what he concedes is the overall flow and control of the game. Yeah. Which is yeah. But to my point to you, Mum, Scott McTominay is doing exactly what his monitor has him to do. Well, and if you seems obvious now. If you can't wrap your head around it, you're in the exact same camp as I am. But it happens game on game on game on game. It can't not be tactical or McTominay would be hooked off the pitch. Rashford's off tonight because he doesn't make an effort. You can't point to McTominay and say that that's it the reason It took him long enough to hook Rashford though, didn't it? Yeah. He stuck with him and he tried to defend him. Yeah. And he didn't drop a And I think bad it was only because of the public outcry from ex-players and the mainstream media everyone, at last. Everyone's seen it. That he had to drop him. He is not going to play Manu in with Amrabat. As much as I want it, it's not going to happen. We'll see. It doesn't tactically suit because Manu and Amrabat are holding pivotal midfielders. Scott McTominay is an advancing 10. Mason Mount is an advancing 10. The tactics of Manchester United at the minute are one holding pivotal midfielder, one advancing 10 and one out and out 10 in Bruno Fernandes, who's never coming off the pitch. Can Manu or Amrabat play the advancing 10? I don't believe so. They're holding midfielder. So you think that that's his tactics? Like it's there. The, I, if the proof is on the To pitch. me, it's not logical. And to me, that Scott McTominay, you have... You're isolating your CDM in every game yeah. playing Scott McTominay. 110. Playing with an advancing 10, an advancing playmaker is 4-2-3-1. You have two in the middle at the minute. When you have the ball, your advancing 10 comes out of the two in the middle to push up with the 10, and all of a sudden you have two 10s, one on the right, one on the left, two options for the pivotal midfielder to hit. Then when you're out of position, the midfielder comes back in. It's 4-2-3-1. But football has advanced now. You, nobody plays 4-4-2 because nobody has two midfielders, two wingers, and two forwards. If you're going to play 4-2-3-1, you are going to have an advancing player and you're going to have a holding midfielder. Man City are brilliant at this. Man City play Rodri and Rodri holds. Yeah. Then they play as a, with a one hand and Kevin De Bruyne or Gundogan or Kovacic. It's still 4-2-3-1. Kovacic isn't going to hold midfield. It's Rodri's job. That's the modern game, free-flowing football. And you watch it in the second half. Think, I know what you're saying, but do you not think in that system that Scott McTominay is playing way too higher up than he should be? I think so. I think he's too slow getting back into his, his defensive position. That's, sorry, that's the point. That's I what I'm trying to. Yes, you know, I, I know what you're I saying. Know, right? I know, yeah. But Scott McTominay is neglecting his defensive duties. 
You're saying that Scott McTominay's out of position, Scott McTominay's taking... Maybe we're not saying Scott McTominay coming deep. I agree with you. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. But that's what that, but that, no, we're not saying we're not saying it's not happening. But that's but what that's he should, what should, should be. Happen. I agree. But do you not think? Do you not think because of his contributions in front of goal and the lack of that's no, keeping him on the pitch, like keeping him on the pitch, and no Mason Mount that he wants to play in there that he bought. No spent, Christian Eriksen. No Christian Eriksen spent the money for that position. That that's why McTominay is sticking in that. He's keep playing him. But yes. he's not disciplined enough to play that. Bro. No, that's my point. No, he's touching. He's he, not coming back when he should be coming back. He's not playing deeper and helping Amrabat out. When they're on the offensive, he's staying up the pitch. Yeah, he's not disciplined enough for that. Role. I've seen him try. I've seen him. I've watched him two or three times trying to get back where he should be. But Chelsea's already doing the, yeah. the fake jog. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Rashford jog. Hmm. United what... tried this Casemiro mount, and it was the same thing. <sighs> it tactically doesn't work. It's not a personnel. We would love it to be personnel. I'd love mount to come back in, and the world. To I turn think on mount will. I work. think that. It'll, I they think might it'll I think well once once it gets up to speed, I think it'll work. Uh, they'll have to work at it and have to forge it out and more games and more time on the pitch and it'll eventually click. Not a lot of games like, but a couple. No, of a games, couple of yeah, a couple, a couple, a couple of consistent, same players, same positions. Once it gets back, fit, couple of games together. Yeah, I think it'll work. I, I can see the, the I can see the blueprint. Yeah. If you want to call it that. I've seen the blueprint five six games ago. I Do you know? Like it. We're agreeing with you, Rory. We're not. So we're, I don't think it's a style of football that lends itself to. Uh, no, I think we're all. You're misinterpreting myself and Jack in a wee bit, and we're like we're we're thinking. We're, I'm thinking. Well, I thought you were going all tactical. It's not blah blah blah. Not working. But I think it's because what we've said about McTominay there. We've pointed, noticed it three or four times this game. He's going. He's doing his job. Going forward. What Ayrton Hag is mm-hmm. putting him in the team for to skip the goal, get in the box, score the goals. He's doing that there. But when the ball's turned over, he's not. He's missing. He's missing. He's not getting back into the position where he should be, as you said, in the four two three one. He should be back with his midfielder, and he's but not I getting there. I think Mason Mount is going to give you the grandiose improvement you have in your heads. I'm not saying that. Really don't. Well, it remains to be seen. It does because yeah. the lad has yet to come back and play ninety minutes. Ma- and when I've seen Mason Mount play this season, I have seen him play as ineffectively as Scott McCallum has. What is Mason Mount's injury? Calf or something. He's a strain. I, I showed you his injury. Is it the same before. injury or is it another no, injury? No, it's not. No. It's not. He's not. He's not. He's strain. He'll come back. Can't say he's injury prone. He's just been out. He was bought with a knock. That's what we're yeah. saying. He's bought with an injury. Yeah. He's permanently played. Amrabat was bought with a knock. Now Amrabat's fit. Amrabat is starting to have a good game here. Mason Mount needs to come back in and, and be st- yes. 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 Hit the ground running. Hit the ground. He definitely does. But if you're asking my opinion on whether Mount is going to make vast improvements in that system, my answer would be no. I would say. Oh, I would just. I would, I would disagree. I would say Mason Mount is a far more what we were calling out for technically adapt. Yeah, adapt I think player. He's pivotal to that system that um, Ten Hag wants to play. Why buy him in the first place? Do you know what I'm saying? He answered this today, didn't he? He said that when a player like that is coming up to a 24 years of age is coming up to the end of his career, then you have to take the opportunity to sign him. And it was almost an answer as if to say, "Look, Mount wasn't bought for the here and now. Mount's part of the plans for the future. Mm. When I transform this team, that's when you'll see the best from Mount." Didn't Anthony say um, in his interview with the United Stand? Didn't he say made reference to a chessboard and said that he is missing chess pieces? Missing pieces. He did actually. He, he, he plays a football match like like a chessboard. That there's pivotal, like pivotal. I don't know much about chess now. The bishop, the queen, the king. You know, it's the important pieces that they're missing. Yeah, and look, there's a lot of pawns there mm. that you kick off the board. <laughs> Sacrifice. 
Not because we. This is a good game, and I'm trying to say positive. But in what you're saying, right? Fuck off and play chess then. Go play chess because you're never gonna have all your pieces together, mate. That is super you're never negative. gonna have all of your pieces there. What we're saying now is right in that analogy that he needs to get rid of everybody at Manchester United. Buy in another eight or nine players. We're not saying that. That wasn't said. What he said, what he was making reference to, is that some of the pieces, the pivotal pieces, the chess pieces, are out injured at the minute. Yes. We can sit here and argue about this all night. And we could, because I don't get that. I don't accept that. You're never going to have every player fully fit and kicking in the modern game. It's very rare that you go a whole season without having an injury. Every big team gets it. So to think that this lad needs all 11 players fit and firing to get anywhere near a Premier League is unrealistic and will never work. He needs to find a system that suits the whole, not just the lads he trusts. And right. if he can't do that and can't get everybody integrated into a system, he will never win the no. Premier League. I think what we're saying is he needs the vital players to stay fit. Yes. Not, not a new 11, are we? All good actors have understudies. Do you know what I mean? They're not as good as the actor. The only two players you can point to now that would start Manchester United's 11 is Martinez and Mount. It's going to be interesting to see when the injury excuse goes out whether Manchester United's football kicks in. Because I'm excited to see the second half. I think United played really, really well tonight. But I'm still not ignoring the fact that in spells, Chelsea walked through. So, and that's down to the midfield. Yes, it is. Who he's missing one player from. A player who Scotland, has been largely poor when he's played this season. And if Mason Mount is going to come back in and cause a difference... He needs to get his act because he's been poor. Who does? We're big fans of Mason Mount. I'm a massive fan of Mason Mount. And, we, we, and we've seen him when he, when he did come back after his knock. The two, I think he got two or three games and he looked brilliant. He looked, yeah. he looked fresh. And he's slotted in. Sl- slotted in. He's technically gifted. He's better. Mild streets fo- mm. of head of football ability than Scott McTominay. He can do everything that you, you that you described at the start before the match there, right? Mm. And I think, I think, yes, I think a run at games like, like you've, we've noticed tonight with Amrabat. Like the last game of Amrabat, he's starting to look... The part. The part. That he yeah. was in the World Cup and that was yeah. the Fiorentina. I've seen the like track... You have to realise that that final in that conference league, right? He overshadowed Declan Rice. He did. I just don't want Mason Mount to come back in and get lost in that advanced 10 position that a Tin Hag likes, the way the Scott McCombie is playing. If Mason Mount comes back, I want Mount to be in and be the interlinking player between Bruno Fernandes and... And the Frankie and de Young and role. I hope that that... Yeah. Well, yeah. I think... Yeah, kind of. That's the player that breaks everything. Yeah, and I think Mount has the legs and he's shown us as well. He has everything. And the talent. The talent. He just, in the performances we've seen, there's been one performance we could point to where Mount was adequate. And in the other games, he got lost in the same way that most people do in our midfield. And I can only point to the tactics and them not working as a reason for that. You're talking about Casemiro, Mount and Fernandes. Extremely technically gifted footballers. But... Injuries, I would concede, have played a massive part in You're not 100% if you're injured. Yeah. But um, I do feel he has to find a system that suits the collective. Though. I'm trying not to be negative. Oh, I, I get your in, point, yes. You but know, if he's going to have to make changes and rotate at certain points. So he needs to find a system that suits. And maybe it will be that we'll see the players that we're seeing now play in those smaller games and then it gets bigger than better, bigger games. But this is a chance tonight to beat a big team. So follow positivity end of the second half please God give us a on, let's go. go second half let's go and that's full time whistle United beat Chelsea 2-1 happy days two points in the bag there's going to be some really difference of opinions here on that performance you can tell it but i tell you what mm-hmm. I was really optimistic about the chance creation was a lot better tonight oh much better yeah 
But I think Heisnail at the end of the game, Chelsea were so poor. It's easy to say that when United actually win, win a make game. Them no. You know, this is this is the, this, this is the the so called entertainment. Enter, oh yeah, I did. And it's really what it was encouraging. Right. Describe it to me. Are you serious? Did you not see any style of play in that tonight? I seen glimpses of the front line. I thought it was much quicker. I thought we progressed the ball much quicker. Okay, the first half was much better than the second half. The second half we started way too... We started a lot slower, but we came into it at the end. We did. I think we definitely almost caught Chelsea when Chelsea had to stretch the game. I think Scott McTominay is doing exactly what it is. Do you know what? I have to give kudos to Scott McTominay. He does something I haven't noticed in a long time. He presses from the front when the team is pressing together. When the team is pressing together, he's a pure... That's when the press works. Yeah. When the team is together. If one... One pressing cannot work. No. I'm you know, I'm the team, that whole front line has to press. Do you know really impressed me tonight with his forward thinking passes and his actually forward play? Harry Maguire. See, when the team needs a goal, Harry Maguire comes much further up the pitch, much higher up the pitch, and actually comes into midfield to try and boss and win the ball. And he can do it. And he did tonight. He, to, he, can, he, can, do he it. can do it. He should, yeah. do, he should do it a lot more. Yeah, he should, he should come in. But he only does it when the team is chasing a goal because I think it lends itself. He needs itself space to as well, Keir. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's, he needs space to run into. But then that goes back to the Varane point. I if Maguire can do it, and Varane's. Is that a crock? If he stays fit. Yeah. Both, the, both of them can do it together. That's a big win for Ertin High. Massive um, it, in terms of points. Yeah. It's breathing space for him. Is it? Yes. It is. Well, I, can, I think we can all agree. Well, Bournemouth on Saturday. I know Bournemouth are doing a bit, doing well at the minute. And we'll have to beat Bournemouth well. on Saturday. Yeah, we we'll have to. We're expected to beat Bournemouth. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't an away game, I would say yes. We just have that. I just can't trust United when it comes to away games. If we play like that, if we play against Bournemouth the way we played against Chelsea tonight, yes, we'll win, because we had so many chances tonight. Fernandez missed the penalty. Garnacho yeah. could have scored. Anthony could have Anthony scored. Anthony could have scored a couple. Mm-hmm. And his, oh my God, his work rate tonight was just phenomenal. Fair play to him. Phenomenal. Yeah. Fair play to him. There was, I, well, I'm optimistic anyway, you know, but I was actually more optimistic watching that match tonight because I could see, it, what impressed me tonight was the transitions were quicker. In the first half, I thought they were quicker. I, I struggled with the second half. So are you half. saying it's a game of two halves? I think so. I tell you where I struggled with the second half. In the first half, the game was it was more open. You know, they were pressing. They were on the front foot. There was enthusiasm, effort and fight. And I think that was indicative of a team that had been heavily criticised after the Newcastle game. So those lads went out and they fought tooth and nail for every ball. And they went at Chelsea. And it looked brilliant. I think they really got at Chelsea. In the second half, it reverted to a high ball, and I can only point to the manager. But then it yo-yoed. It went back again. We played the end. We played the last fifteen minutes, twenty to fifteen minutes, the way we played in the first half. It did yo-yo. But I know where you're coming from, Rory. There are periods and matches, and every match since this season, that we have let teams come back at us. Straight after half time. We, we, yeah, and it's control in that game, Kieran. And you have to control the game for ninety minutes. Hundred percent. Not in periods of matches. Our best moments come within the chaos. I'm looking at the Everton game. When Everton stretched the game out and came at us and we had to live through that that fire 
and we had to come out the other end of it. We got the penalty, and the penalty completely changed the game. The game ended three 0 That's our one definitive performance this season against the poor Everton team who are in the relegation zone. We won three 0 right? Then I seen the Galatasaray game. The Galatasaray game was totally different because Bar sort of fallen under the cosh in the chaos. I thought United played well in the attacking transitions and were able to get at teams. But I still can't see the massive progression from Eric Ten Hag's Man United to Ollie's. I still think they live off individual brilliance. I'm not seeing enough as a team. Well, I did tonight, I have to say. Oh, look, it's nice when you beat Chelsea. It is. I don't think it was particularly good, Chelsea. But I have to say, Scott McCominay bossed them up the pitch in the second half. He harassed them up the pitch in the second half. It was good to see. So if you know about didn't have a bad game, I think people want to hit him. I think he had a very good game. Yeah, I, think I agree. Narrative against him. I'm not sure. I why, think I, th- I think we've, we've finally seen tonight the Amrabat we've been looking for. Yeah, yeah. I think he was very good at sort of again harassing. Me. Yeah, I think it's it's easy to say. Like I, it's easy to say to me, in my opinion that all Chelsea were bad. But yeah. I think coming into this game, Chelsea were on a bit of a hot. They were they're scoring goals. They went toe to toe with Man City. Yeah, four four. I think the one game there against the four one. The one there were there were bang goals in. Yeah. So I think coming in this game, I was we were all a bit apprehensive. I'm dreading playing Chelsea here, even though even if we are at home. But to make Chelsea don't just go bad overnight. I well, we took the game too. Took them. it to them. We played well. I know we're at home, but we took it to yeah, them. Yeah, and we should we should be doing and that at home. Rory's right. We had something to prove after that Newcastle game because it was diabolical. It really was. It was. And you can't just pick and out one that. player. The whole team collectively was shocking, but it was. I was entertained tonight. I was. And I forget the last time I was entertained by a Man United team. No, I can't. I can't recall it. I'm trying very hard. Right? <laughs> but that's what I want watching football. That's why I watch other teams play football. Yeah. And I was entertained. We created a lot of chances and our passages of play were much quicker in the transition. Yeah. I agree with both of you. I still don't think it's good enough to get top four. And that's my overall feeling on it. I'm not going to be dim and gloom. I'm not going to be pessimistic. That's not pessimistic. That's realism. I don't. I can see tonight again why Newcastle beat us. I think when you come up against the better teams, the more organised teams, and the teams who will pass, press, and move as a unit, you know, it will struggle. And I think Chelsea aren't one of those teams at the minute. But there were still moments where Chelsea cut the midfield apart because Chelsea also have individual I teams. agree. I think and our midfield is needs, still a problem. Yeah, that needs to improve. I'm really happy for Scott. Even though I dig him out all the time, it's not because of the person. He, he's a warrior and he loves United and he plays for the badge every single time and you need people like that in around that squad. Hard, yeah. He is detrimental to the overall football of that team though and it cannot be ignored. But I agree with we're you. Not, we're not ignoring you. We're no. not disagreeing. Yeah. He's a squad player and he's been used at the minute as a necessity. Exactly. That's what your squad's for. Fight. Is that his fifth goal of the season? Yeah, and why not your, your striker you bought for 70 million has not scored a goal in the Premier League? Oh, Kieran. But they're not feeding him. I no. would love Rasmus Hoyland to have his contract cancelled and to get to go back to Atlanta for his career sake. To come to Manchester United is um, a career cancer for a striker. We've struggled with this post-Ferguson. They are not interested in passing the ball. Garnacho is greedy. Anthony's greedy. They are on there to score goals. Fernandez is greedy. They're on there to score goals. They couldn't give a fuck about Rasmus Hoyland. They couldn't. And see when he came off the pitch tonight, I looked at him and thought, oh, he get out. Go to your agent, get out of our cancerous club and go and make something of yourself somewhere else. Like, how many strikers are we going to go through 
before we turn around and say, do you know what, the team's probably the problem here. Do you know what I mean? Lukaku struggled with us, but he can do it elsewhere. We cried out last season, go and give us a goal scorer. We get a goal scorer into the team and we don't give him the ball. Sorry, Lukaku, well, sorry, Lukaku, Lukaku's a bad example, I think. Kivani. Kivani. He's mm. a bit of an injury old boy, wasn't he? I don't know. I think he's done well for like a season during COVID. Well, you, you look at our strikers this past few seasons. Giovanni, near the end of his career. Near the end. Cristiano, near the end of his career. One good season. Well, he's, he's he can, stretching it out in Saudi. Yeah. Um, we'll not say well, anything about that. I think he's still scoring. What's the evidence here for me to be wrong? I think it'll be it'll come. Can't come if you can't make sense for that. It'll come. I watch Newcastle and watch Chelsea. I haven't seen Manchester United fast in a chance for that by the score yet. Not once. There's not but one. I, I, there was the one. Who were we playing where the ball came in and he tried to take it with his. Was that Everton? He tried to take it with his knee. Ah, you can near score. Yeah. He near scored with his knee. That's one opportunity I've seen in four games. Do you know? That's brutal. I think McTominay took one off him tonight too. McTominay definitely did take one off. For a bit of for it's gold, don't care. Yeah. But. But I mean, that was a half chance of a half of all nine. It was more of a chance for Scott McTominay. I'm talking about this team playing for that striker. If your striker is underconfident and is starved of chances, then you do everything you can to get the striker the ball. He is the second thought in Bruno Fernandes, Anthony and Garnacho's heads every time they fashion half a chance themselves. No striker can survive in that setup. No striker would survive in that team. No. And it's so disheartening to watch the lad put an effort in through his hands in the air. I think at one point he actually got fed up with Garnaccio and just turned around and said, then why are you not passing to me? He has to. Well, that has to be addressed. Yeah. You know, it definitely has to be addressed. And I agree with you where Garnaccio is concerned. Garnaccio is a young player. They're all greedy. They're all glory hunting. Yeah. They're all wanting to score goals. But But the discipline has to be put, coached into them. Yeah. You have a striker on the pitch. Use him. Yeah, but our crossing tonight was just Darn. wayward. But did Garnacho's it, was good for McTominay. Yeah, that's one that's cross one. in a game. Yeah. I'd love to know the statistics behind how many times United tried to cross the ball tonight. One cross came off. That's dar. How many times did Garnacho try to put the ball and hit the throwing line? How many times did Anthony and Garnacho try to put the ball in the fizz past everybody? What are these lads doing in training that they can't find a six foot two striker in the box like? Why is the fuck up, lads? Bruno Fernandes, the world-class superstar, his corners at the minute are frustrating the life out of me. They never beat the first man. Well, then they should take him off corners. Luke Shaw looked a lot better when he took them. Yeah. yeah. Bruno Fernandes seems to throw himself out there as in, I'm the captain, I'll hit this. No. I'm a, I'd oh, mo- no. no. I'd much rather Luke Shaw hit the corners. 100% agree. At least yeah. Luke Shaw can get... He can get it elevated yeah. and into the box. Yeah. Fernandes hits the first man. You know... Be the second man on the corners yeah. if, you, if you're going to do Just don't take them a play. Kids. Yeah, if Just you're going to do some them. kind of off the training grounds work with play, don't be the one taking the corner. Yeah, be the second. You know. But I also think again we've seen Granat or sorry Rasmus Island score in the Champions League. Yeah, and it's came when we've got in behind teams and when we've got in behind teams and able to stretch them and people aren't going to want to hear this, but the best way we have to find them is, is Mark Rashford. Rashford gets in behind, he wants to cross the ball and Ireland score goals, or like we've seen it. He can turn and blast with pace of people when that team is playing half the pitch. But much like the game tonight, we play so slow that it's very hard for a striker like that to be able to get in behind anyone. Because if you're going to take a good solid minute to get up the pitch, what team isn't going to sit back? 
Hey, Chelsea just settled in every game. Did we get in behind him once tonight? Oh, I thought we played quicker tonight. Definitely, yeah. One, two passes yeah. in the way out in the, the sides and got no, the ball in. That's that's different. That's playing your winger in. I mean, when you stretch them in behind, when Chelsea come up, were we able to cut through them? Kind of like Chelsea did us in the first half. What I mean is that we dragged the Chelsea defence up the pitch towards us. I don't recall things. So then oh, there was a couple of members. The that, wings. Uh, what do you call it? That pass to Garnacho. Oh, yeah, he went inside. Yeah. But he was, it was that and he took it down. Yeah. Mm. Up the pitch. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, where are the through balls into the striker to run in behind? Where's the service? Where's the midfielders coming through and fizzing the ball in where Rasmus Hoiven can run off the shoulder? I see a lad that would be absolutely excellent at that. I think it's the lad I've seen at Atlanta as well. That he can take the ball off the corner of a, a defender and shoot. Didn't see one pass tonight. I haven't seen one pass like that. Can I say this season? Have we played Hoiven in and score a goal like that this season? A through pass that's come off the shoulder of the defender? No. no. In the Premier League? <laughs> no. <laughs> don't do that no. with any of our strikers. No. no, we don't. Really, really poor football in that sense. But it's a win tonight. It is a win. I think Manchester United showed an effort and a desire tonight that shows that they are with this manager. I think it's bullshit to say they're not behind him after seeing that. Uh, fair play for the lock on them out of the press conference. Well, I think it was Simon fair Jordan play. said, was it today or yesterday, that reporters... Should report and not create, and that is what they're doing: is creating the news. Yeah, it's easy to do by Manchester United. Oh yeah. Do you know? Yeah, I say this all the time: if you want to quell a shitstorm, you start to be successful. And if Ericsson Hag wants this to go away, he needs to break into the top four. Now I'm ha- massively happy with the three points today. I'm not overly convinced with the three points today, but this has to continue. This has to be the start of it. Galatasaray is meant to be the start of it. They fucked it. Newcastle was meant to be the reaction. They fucked it. Now they're beating Chelsea. I don't think it was a particularly good Chelsea team tonight, but it's a win. You use that as motivation to go and beat Bournemouth now. Then you beat Munich, and then please don't get disgraced at Anfield. But if you lose at Anfield and you put up a fight, I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's putting up that yeah, fight. That's what you want to say. Yeah, never put our streets ahead of us. They are. It's, oh, it's their preparation is, I, I agree with you, streets ahead of us. Streets ahead of us. They're a settled squad. The settled manager, the way of play. Yep. Settled squad to rebuild this midfield, but I, I think they've got a more settled coach. I think they have a coach yeah, who system background. Yeah, uh, he's taken in three midfielders and transformed it into a midfield that is going to compete for the Premier League. This midfielders that su- midfielders that suit him. Yeah, on suit, his, uh, suit his play. Came out of nowhere to those signings, but he's very good at that club. He's very very good at finding signings, but he needs to show something now. Ericsson had it needs to be consistent now. No, I agree. Can't be, you know, that's not a big win tonight. That's a very, like, not a big win against a big team is what I mean. It's a big win for us. But the big win is a Munich or a Liverpool or scalp fucking somebody. Scalp somebody where we can turn around. A statement win. Statement. Yeah. I thought if we had a boss Chelsea and won 3 4 tonight, that would have been a statement win. I don't know if that was it. No, not because I'll tell you why. Because Chelsea's mid table the way we are at the minute. Yeah. So that can't be a statement win. I agree with you, right? Um, If we get. Big scalp. That's a statement win. Yeah. And do you know what? You could be right. Maybe there is the capitalist there for Manchester United to start opening up and playing to Nag Ball. Maybe I am being negative and optimistic and trying not to see things in the game. I really hope I'm wrong. But play like that against the Bayern Munich or Liverpool, you'd be killed. Killed. Play it off the board. So it's, he needs to take what he had tonight 
and find a way to make it better. Just less open. They, they get so stressed at times. Like in every passage of the game, it seems like we're hanging on near the end. And it's like, yeah. what's going to stop that? Well, I thought in comparison to the first half, I don't know if you had noticed it yourself, of them cutting passes through the middle that you talked about. Stop that. You, you mean Amrabat's silly wee defensive thing? No. What silly wee defensive thing? What are you talking about? Where he played the square ball across the pitch and lost the ball? No. It was once. No, no. Yeah. We, 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 point, we pointed that out for Amrabat. But I mean, cutting through the midfield, getting balls and getting shots on goal. Yeah. I think compared to the first half, I think we were a lot more secure in that. I we stopped Chelsea I we a lot better. Be the start of the second half. Yeah, yeah, we let them come into it. Exactly, they come into it a bit, but and that's a habit for that team. Yeah, but what I mean is, did it? I well, I noticed a bit of more defensive stability, and more awareness. I think for that tactic that Chelsea were playing the way they play. I'm a bat in particular done very well the second half. Of that and Maguire and defensive awareness and reading of the game and stopping. For all the crying I do about Raphael Brampton, I don't think our defence is an issue. I think we defend really well. I do. I think we're quite solid defensively. <coughs> our goalkeeper had a few moments against Galatasaray, but in the whole over the past while, I've been really happy with the defending. But when your midfield and attack can't keep the ball, when you can't control the game, you invite pressure onto yourself and that's where the opposition gets chances from. And that's what really frustrates me. Mm-hmm. If you go 1-0 up against Chelsea, I can keep the ball. Keep the ball, knock the ball around, frustrate Chelsea, make Chelsea chase the ball and force Chelsea to come on to you. Yeah. The same should have happened against Galatasaray to pick them apart and it would have killed the game. The same well, Newcastle was a one it was a different story. But Everton Everton ended up three 0 but we've talked about this numerous times. End of the first half. You're playing Everton that. Mm-hmm. Keep the ball away from Everton. Wake keep up. control of the football. Yeah. Dominate the game and see the first half out. Send Everton in completely disheartened going, holy shit, how do we get at them? But we, we, that's the, the main part that seems lost at the minute. Yeah, I agree. So uh, that's what I'm saying. He needs to come back and I don't think he's going to get him out back for a week or two. No, it'll be a few weeks, I think. Yeah. Maybe around Malassi Christmas time. Apparently he's, I thought he's, this makes a difference, but Malassi apparently he's come back. I thought he had another operation. No. No, I've heard. No. I've heard he's training. He's training on grass. Yeah, on it. and Martinez is training on grass by himself. It could be a totally yeah. different team come January. Martinez, do you know what? Martinez is the only one, Kieran. I don't want them to rush back. I'd rather let Martinez settle himself and maybe come back in January after Christmas. We could do with him. God knows we could do with him. But do you know? Do you don't aggravate his injuries anymore. No, Just let him. Let him. Let, let him fully, properly. fully recover and get yeah. him hundred percent fighting. He's the one player I think makes a massive difference to everything that Manchester United do. Now, I think we're solid defensively at the minute, but he transforms everything because of his personality and his oh, enthusiasm yeah. to play football and his fight. He would have relished that game tonight because he would have rollicked that midfield. Because he's a leader on the pitch. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what he is. I think he would have bullied Jackson. He was too. quiet enough tonight. Yeah. He was kept. Ke- him tall. Is he up? <laughs> do you know what <laughs> most of them are these days aren't they <laughs> really oh. I have to say Scott McTominay he's my man of the match yeah I thought in the second half he, he harassed Chelsea he got at them he pressed them when the opportunity arose he was able to run and really annoy Chelsea and he made himself available yeah he did I don't Shockingly. like him in that system because I think it leaves the midfield too open but kind of he's having a Maguire season. He yeah, really he is. is. Yeah. Is he the answer? No. Hell no. 
Is he playing well? Yeah. Yeah. He's, I think he's earned his place in the squad. He's, he's a squad player, Kieran, and a yeah. very, very vital squad player. And in any football team, you need your squad. Yeah. As I said, yeah. the understudies for the main stars. You need the United boys through and through that are going to fight for the badge. And he is. No matter and what. He and he is. Scottish for he frustrates the absolute life out of me, but there's nobody I would trust more if I was pushing in the last 20 minutes for a goal than Scott McTominay to arrive late and get me one. There you go. He has a purpose in that team. He does have a purpose. And yeah. I think we have to suffer him in the starting 11 for the time being. As long as he's scoring goals, I don't care. And if he's, yeah, if he gets goals, he yep. gets, gets his points on the board until we get, dare I say, the chess pieces yeah. back into place. The king, the queen, uh, and the bishop. That we can properly judge... Well, look, I think I've talked myself around to the, the Melian and Amberbath combination. We're never going to see it. It's not going to happen. No, and it doesn't look, it doesn't look it. like it. If you were asking me if I would start Scott or Mebry as the advanced 10, Scott has to be. Remember oh, yeah. Me Based, oh, yeah. Starting against the Chelsea and Newcastle and Munich and Liverpool. It has to be Scott. It has to be. So, I have to eat my words a wee bit. It is a necessity that we're seeing Scott. I think... He sees me and Amrabat as the same player in his system, muchly like he sees Maguire and Ferran as the same player in the system. He can't play both, he has to play one or the other. Yeah. And that's the way he sees it. So we're not going to see me and Amrabat, I don't think. So yeah, Scott starts for me. I have to say he does. Hmm. He's the best of, um, I wouldn't say a bad bunch, but best of a bad Best of a limited, limited bunch? A limited yeah, bunch a is limited a very nice right. I'm going yeah. to stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> for niceties and we've just had a good win against Chelsea yeah we can all breathe plus City would be Manchester United win at the weekend and all of a sudden the mistake of Pep Guardiola's best City team ever and we're our worst season and cri- our worst season ever cri- crisis yeah it's starting to come together now that's Ta- we're going on a title charge the Liverpool ones I tell you what one, one last thing off, right? I'm joking who wins the league this year Arsenal. I think this is a really interesting conversation, one that we'll do in a previous poll, but just got reaction now after the results we've seen. United have just beat Chelsea there tonight. Arsenal winning last night, the last minute. City beat by Villa. Who wins the league? At the minute, I'm saying Arsenal. I'm Arsenal. I am. I was Arsenal last year till the folded though. Till the, oh, the f- yeah, till you know, I have the an awful feeling. Mm. Oh, no, don't say. <laughs> no. It's an awful feeling. You can't say you can't say it at this table. I know I shouldn't. I should be fined for that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few friends I'll never be able to show my face to you. Know? Which I was very damn then. I don't care. Uh, I haven't got any friends, no. so I don't care. <laughs> I was very damn enough their midfield rebuild, which I got completely wrong. I, I didn't know the players well enough to realise that they would settle yeah. and fit in. And they were sort of left field, like weren't they? Gosh. But yes, we will be back for the Bournemouth game at the weekend with uh, reaction, team selection news, and you know what? I don't think one of us can slate Scott McCombie. <laughs> well, not for a while. Was brilliant, or Dallow, for better. Yeah, he gets a reprieve. <laughs> mm, I'm not committing to not slagging Dallow. I'm not. No. No, fuck that. No. <laughs> never, never. <laughs> never. <laughs> right, folks, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye, folks.